0: What's going on everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Wednesday edition of Fantasy MLB today. We are of course a Sports Ethos presentation and I'm your host Joe Orico. You guys can find me on Twitter at Joe Orico 99, also at Ethos Fantasy BB. That's where all of our new podcast links, article links and different notes are posted out from over on Twitter at Ethos Fantasy BB. Of course, you guys get it at the source at sportsethos.com. That's where all of our content across all sports Fantasy and wagering is posted from originally, and then it gets shared out to our different pages over on Twitter. If you guys want to get all of our baseball content in your feed, Ethos Fantasy BB. Something I'm planning on doing as well is making some kind of thread of all the team preview episodes, because I know they are kind of getting lost. I'll make a couple different threads, like one thread of all of the ranking episodes, one thread of all the team preview episodes, and then they'll be kind of even more sorted for you guys, because that's kind of been everything we've done for the last, God, I don't even know how long it's been now I guess since we did catcher rankings I guess it's been a month now Jesus it feels like it's been only a week or two but it's been a month uh they've been kind of mixed in together there's been catcher ranking followed by a White Sox preview followed by a Diamondback preview followed by first base I understand it could get a little bit complicated there if you're looking for just one thing in particular so I'm going to thread them out over on Twitter probably once we get finished uh with the shortstop rankings then we'll We'll do a different one for the outfield rankings, because that one's going to be even longer. But it's February. It's insane to think that we're already in February. Next month, there will be Major League Baseball played again. Crazy shit to think about. We are going to take a pause on the rankings today, and you guys have seen from the title of the video. We're not doing rankings. We're going to hop into mock draft, and there's a couple reasons for it. One being, it is the first day of the month, and I do want to take a look at where we generally stand. We did one, the last time we did a mock draft was, let me just find it uh January 12th so not quite a month but we're we're essentially closing in on that time frame anyway I wanted to take a look at where people are generally being picked at this point even though we talk about it quite a bit I want to actually hop into a draft and see it in practice we're going to do it over on Fantasy Pros that's that's number one there number two is the the third part of the third base rankings is very tricky I'm having trouble ranking a couple of different players in particular and the fact that these rankings are going to be out solidified in written form over the next couple of weeks. I wanted to just take my time with the last bit of third base, not that even at that point it really matters for so many people unless you're playing in deeper leagues. If you're, We've already done 20 third basemen. For most of you, that's going to be more than enough for your player pool, for your home league draft, whatever it is you're doing. But I do want to make it right. I want to take my time and get it perfectly right before it is a written piece. Um, it, it is written down in a spreadsheet right now, but I'm still tinkering with too many different things now Uh, before I really want to put it out in podcast form. So there's a chance we'll do a third-part podcast. I I think we might just skip it altogether. Apologies there. Uh, It was the plan, and we we still might. We'll see how next week goes. We might end up doing one more third-base show before we get into shortstop. But I wanted to do a mock draft today. I was itching to do a mock draft. I'm going to start doing some real drafts, and you guys will see those over on our YouTube. You'll see them here in your podcast feeds and everywhere else. But I did want to take a second today, well, more than a second, And do this draft over on Fantasy Pros. Now, it's going to be a 10-team draft. Last time we did one, it was a 12-team draft. I want to do some more content towards shallower formats because I know a lot of you do play in your 10 and your 12-team leagues. And that's what I focused my content on a lot last year. It's not going to be changing if you guys have missed some of the pods this offseason. Or maybe you've seen only a couple of them and you've heard me speaking in NFBC terms or 15-team terms This one is for you. This episode is for you if you are somebody who has kind of been tuned out of those episodes because you just play in a 10-team league on Yahoo or ESPN or wherever. We're going to make that right today. We are going to be drafting here from the 10 spot in the 10-team league. Have a nice couple of picks there come back to us. I'm excited because I haven't done a 10-team mock. I've done some 12s. I've done some 15s. I've done a 15-team dynasty mock. I've done a lot of different things this offseason, but no 10-team league. So we're going to get into one right now. Standard everything. It's one catcher, one first baseman, one second baseman, one shortstop, and one third baseman. No corner infield or middle infield slots. Three outfielders, two starting pitchers, two relievers, four other pitchers, and then two utility slots. Very standard roster. Six bench slots. There's no two catchers, five outfielders, corner, middle infield. Where we're having to, having to take you know awful players on a roster. This is going to be a very nice team, I can already tell you. Because it's 10 teams, there's not that many players that get drafted. It's going to be a sexy little roster that we're looking at, especially because I've been looking at so many 15 teamers. But we're going to hop right into it here. We have it all. I think all the settings are good to go. Uh, Snake draft, 10 teams, 10th position. We are all good. Start your engines. Let's get it going. We are, of course, doing this against the computer right now because it was kind of a last-minute decision. I didn't really have time to plan this out and get a bunch of industry people involved. Uh, We will do those, though. Not to worry. Those are still going to be on the way. So the draft has gone. Turner, 1. Aaron Judge, 2. Acuna, 3. J-Ram, 4. Julio Rodriguez, 5. Kyle Tucker, at 6. Juan Soto, at 7. Jordan Alvarez, at 8. And Bobby Witt, Jr., at 9. I've talked... Most of the offseason, pretty much the entire offseason, about how you should be taking no pitchers really early. I mean, okay, there's a lot of different strategies. It's not like you can't take pitchers early, but for my own beliefs, for my own strategies, I have not been taking them early. I've been kind of waiting until the fifth-ish round-ish. I mean, we're talking 15 teamers there. You can wait until probably about the sixth round in in a league this shallow until you really start needing to take a pitcher. So my first pick here, it feels it feels pretty obvious to me, and it's going to be Mookie Betts. Uh, he's the first guy I'm going to go with. Now, the second one is where it's a little more challenging here because I am on the turn at the 10. I almost want to go with Jose Altuve, as stupid as that sounds. I'm not going to do it. Um, he's He might be there when I come back next time. I'm not sure if he will be because of the way that ADP works. I'm obviously not going to take a Jose Altuve there. That would be way too early. I just want to get those shittier positions out of the way uh, if I can. But he should still be there the next time I come back. Although he is, you know, he's pretty high on the ADP board here at Fantasy Pros. He's 36, where he is 42 over on the NFBC. So there are going to be some differences depending on what site you're drafting on, of course. Uh, let's take a look here at who else we got available to us. I, I almost want to go for Vladimir Guerrero. Um, there's a couple of pitchers that are kind of interesting. And, of course, Shohei Otani is still sitting here as well. Uh, starting pitcher and the DH, He is one player in this draft. I almost do want to take Otani here, honestly. Let's see who else is on the board that looks kind of interesting. Manny Machado as well. Manny Machado might end up being the guy that I take here. The more that I look at it, I'm pretty high on Machado. You know what? I'll take Machado over Shohei, mitigate some of that injury risk. Let's go, Even though 0% of the experts agree with me, I'm taking Manny Machado as the 11th pick here. I think it makes sense. He's going as the 15th pick on the NFBC, but I think that he is a little bit undervalued over there. So a lot of picks happen in between my last pick, of course, doing against the computer. They do go pretty quickly. Freddie Freeman, Vlad Guerrero off the board, followed by Burns, Otani, Bobachette, Garrett Cole, Alcantara, Aaron Nola, Mike Trout to round out round two. Then we got Rafael Devers, Pete Alonso, Fernando Tatis in the third here, Paul Goldschmidt, Austin Riley, Dylan Cease, Jacob DeGrom, Edwin Diaz, and then Marcus Simeon. Back to me for two more picks here. And this is where I kind of want to start taking uh, a picture. I'm just looking at the board. You don't need to, but I'm just. Spencer Strider is still sitting there in the third. And I have to, you know, in my head, understand that we're looking at a 10 team draft. And even though we're in the third, it's only the 30th overall pick. We're not looking at. Um, you know, NFBC third round, which you're going to be talking about somewhere in the later 30s or, or 40s. Um, I, maybe I don't take Spencer Strider here. This is why I kind of love the pressure of a draft, even though there's no clock and it is a mock draft. It gets you starting to to know how you really feel about a player when the clock does start ticking down. And of course, here there is no clock. I'm not trying to take too long with the picks. But once you are in a draft and you start looking at, you know, who should I take? Should I take you know even right now? I'm should I take Emmanuel Clase? Should I take Michael Harris? Should I take Lindor? Should I take Woodruff? Blah, blah, blah. It really gets you thinking, and I love the exercise of doing it, which is why we're going to do these as often as we can. And I don't want to take up too many regular shows doing these mock drafts. As a side note, some of them might just be bonus episodes that come out on the weekend as we get closer to the year. But I think I am going to go with Emmanuel Classe. I'm going to nail down some of those saves uh, early on, get good ratios, decent strikeouts. Uh, The saves are the main part there. He's going to be my first pick here. And then who is going to be my ace? Is it, am I going I kind of got. I guess I could wait one more turn and go for another weaker position here. Um, I, I do want to. I've started off with Betts, Machado, and Emmanuel Clause. and I guess I didn't even realize where I'm playing here. Betts has second base eligibility, so maybe I could just put him at second because it's a three outfielder league. I don't have to worry about the outfield depth as much. It's still not the deepest, but it's a lot deeper in a ten teamer. Um, maybe I do, let's take a look at the catchers that are still available to us here. Pretty much all still available. JT Real Will Smith, Dalton Varsho, Sal Perez. I think they're all available. I think here to start off round four, I kind of want to go with JT Real Um, let's see. Where is he going based on these recent drafts? Probably fairly close to this. He's actually going at 26 in the recent drafts that have been going on. That feels really high, but getting him here uh, in the 30s, it feels okay. Where are we now? 41 in terms of picks. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Real Mudo. Get down another bad position. Get that taken care of here uh, with the four zero one. 0 He was the top catcher ranked. Thank you, Fantasy Pros. We, we got that. Um, let's see who is available to me now. I think now is when I'm going to start going pitching in the fifth round here. We've waited, but now we've waited until there is a bit of a sweet spot of some undervalued dudes. So there's Kevin Gosman. There's Zach Wheeler. Uh, Shane Bieber, Julio Urias, Luis Castillo. I'm going to think I'm going to double tap pitching here, and I'm going to go with, mm, is it too early for Gaussman? Like, it's probably not too early for Gosman. That's the thing in my head. I have the NFBC ADP kind of burned into my brain now a little bit. As much as I've tried to avoid it for rankings, it's still there to a certain extent, at least with ranges. I know that Gosman is going in the 50s, and let me pull up, up here, 58. 58 is where he's going right now. This is the 60th pick of the draft. I feel pretty good about taking him here and then double tap, maybe him and Zach Wheeler. That's kind of what I'm thinking here right now. I get a lot of strikeouts. I get a lot of win potential ratios are fairly well taken care of. You know what? We're going to do it. We're going to go Gosman and we're going to double tap and get Zach Wheeler as well. I'll take him over Shane Bieber a little bit more worried about if Bieber's going to repeat those innings this year. So Gosman and Zach Wheeler, man, I'm very happy with the start. And of course it's a 10 team league. But looking at the start here, we got Real Muto, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado in our infield, and then we have Kevin Gosman, Zach Wheeler, Emmanuel Classe in our uh, amongst our pitchers. Let's see what else I want to fill up here. I think it's probably start time to take a look at outfield. There's Starling Marte, there's George Springer, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Brian Reynolds, Byron Buxton. No, thank you, not just quite yet. Corbin Carroll as well, and I think he's going a little bit higher depending on where you're looking. Um, but in terms of overall, I think Corbin Carroll is a little bit overvalued. We've talked about that with Welsh. We've talked about that a lot this offseason. Corbin Carroll's price is getting crazy, especially in fantasy pros. He's going a lot higher than NFBC. I was listening to a, uh, a draft that they did yesterday, Joey P and Welsh, and I think he went in the top 50. Um, so there's some, there's some crazy valuations going on with Corbin Carroll. Let's see, in terms of who is, who's my guy here for outfield, I almost want to take George Springer. We're kind of getting into that range of George Springer time. Uh, his ADP is 84. Again, it's very different when you're looking at different sites and different platforms. It does make it a little bit more tricky to figure out who's going where, um, who should be going where, especially when you're looking at different draft sizes, 10s versus 12s versus 15s. It, it messes everything up but I think we're pretty close to George Springer territory. Let me take a look at the other positions and make sure there's nothing I'm, you know, well, nobody I'm leaving off that I should be taking a better look at. Um, Not particularly. I've taken care of second, third, and catcher early on, which is definitely a goal of mine this year. Um, I think we're going to start looking at the outfield because that's the one position where I don't really have anybody, depending on how you want to look at Mookie. But I would rather use Mookie at second if possible. So I think think what we're going to do is we're going to go Double-tapping outfielders here. And you know what? We're going to go Starling Marte, and we're going to go George Springer. We're going to get some speed. We're going to get some power taken care of all in one pick. Did I reach on Marte a little bit? Not really. I think I've got them both in a pretty reasonable range here. Um, First time doing a 10-teamer this year, so forgive me if things are not quite perfect yet. I do a lot of 10-teamers once the season starts. I do like shallow formats. I like playing in all the formats, but I definitely am a sucker for those rosters that you look at and you just, oh my God. I was about to say something kind of rude there. I won't say it on, on, the, uh, on the stream. I'm not sure how the brass Sports ethos would feel about that. But you get a very fuzzy feeling in your stomach looking at some of these deeper uh, rosters just because there's a shallower, you're in a shallower league. Um, let's see what else we have to fill up here. We have first base we need to fill up, shortstop, a couple utility slots, and of course the rest of our starting rotation. Let's take a look at pitching. We could probably use a couple more pitchers at this point. Right now with Gosman and Wheeler, I feel pretty good about it. Let's see who else is sitting available for us right now. Robbie Ray, Tyler Glass now. Tristan McKenzie, Nestor Cortez, Logan Webb. No no mustache on Nestor Cortez in this picture. It's kind of uh, weird to look at. Uh, Who else we got available to us? Not really crazy about this particular range. George Kirby, I think, is interesting. He could be somebody that I take a look at. Uh, Blake Snell is also available. I do like Blake Snell. Uh, maybe a round early for him. Maybe what I'm going to try and do here is be sneaky. Uh, I don't know if they'll both get back to me, actually, though. I should probably take one pitcher and one position player now and then hope that one of the other ones gets back to me. Um, maybe I take Kirby, and then I wait and get Snell when he comes back to me. I think that's the plan. I think we're going to draft George Kirby right now. and Maybe I should just take Snell. Let me take a look at the other outfielders that are available to me right now. Christian Yelich, Seya Suzuki, Stephen Kwan. Byron Buxton's still sitting there. I could just go for a crazy hit-or-miss outfield with Marte, Springer, and Byron Buxton. The price at this point is pretty good once you're getting around pick 100 with Buxton. Uh, in NFPC drafts, he's actually going 110. He's going a little bit farther down the board than... I don't want to say maybe he should be because we know the volatility with Byron Buxton there. So maybe it is a fairly reasonable price. I'm getting him here at where are we? I'm about Pick 100. I'm so bad with these things. Yeah, we're just about at pick 100 right now. I don't love taking him here. Like, as much as I need another outfielder, I think I am going to go and take a look at some more pitching, and I think I will go with Blake Snell because I don't necessarily need to take him. He's probably the highest upside outfielder that's still on the board. But I think I'll secure the rotation spot. I'll take Blake Snell, and then I'll worry about getting one of those outfielders a little bit later on. I could still go for some good value guys, even who, who is on the board right now. Like I could go for Stephen Kwan a little bit later on and still be pretty happy with that. There's a few other guys as well if we keep going. So Let's go with Blake Snell. We'll take Blake Snell here. Maybe a little bit ahead of where he's going by ADP. Let's take a look here. 115 by ADP. I did reach a little bit, but I don't care. I'm, I'm in on Blake Snell for this year, so that's fine with me. Looking at my rotation of Gosman, Wheeler, Kirby, and Snell. Very happy with that. Now let's take a look at the outfield, because a lot of picks have just happened. Uh, a couple catchers went. Contreras and Kirk. Hunter Green, Nate Lau. Uh, Glass now went. Nestor Cortez, David Bednar. Uh, I should probably start taking a look at a second closer at this point, who we still got on the board, and maybe I've waited a little too long uh, for the second closer. That's sometimes what I do. I'll take one closer, and then I'll kind of forget about it. Now, I did get one of the elite closers, so I'm not going to be crying myself to sleep, but I think I probably, uh, something that I tend to make a habit of is leaving that second closer a little bit too late. So it's something I am going to be trying to get better at as we go forward uh, in these drafts. I think I'll wait a little bit, and then I'll go for an Andres Munoz-type Juan Duran, because they are still a little bit farther down in terms of the Fantasy Pro's ADP. They're 80, uh, 183 and 211. I'm at the 110th pick overall, so there's probably no need to be reaching for them just yet. Christian Yelich, Tyler O'Neal, Seiya Suzuki, Anthony Santander... And... Outfield is rather uninspiring at this point. I still need a first baseman. Reese Hoskins is still here? Holy crap, man. His ADP is 102. Is it that low on the NFC? It's 132. Gee, where, am I? Where, where is my brain? 132 for Reese Hoskins. I thought he was going higher than that. Even though we just got through first base rankings not that long ago, where did I have Reese Hoskins in first base rankings? I had him pretty damn high. I had him seventh. Wow, I just. I guess I just assumed he would be gone at this point in the draft, I wouldn't think that he would have waited or people would have waited, but I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the draft button on him here, I think. Crone, Walker, Mountcastle. No, I'm taking Reese Hoskins here. I think that that's fantastic value in that lineup. You know, like a little Philly stack with Real Mudo and Hoskins. I like that a lot. I still need a shortstop as well. Carlos Correa is still sitting here. Ahmed Rosario, Jeremy Pena, Nico Horner. Jay Cronenworth is there as well with shortstop eligibility. I don't think he's going to have that on the NFBC side. I think he's just going to be – yeah, he's first and second on the NFC. Uh, makes it a little more interesting. Maybe I go Carlos Correa. This team is feeling really nasty, by the way. Carlos Correa here. Even though I'm not a huge Carlos Correa fan, it's definitely, definitely on the table to take him. Uh, might be a touch early, but at that point, I mean, if you're like 10 picks early and you feel really good about a guy – like versus ADP, if you're like 10 picks difference – I wouldn't make that stop you. Like, don't be so beholden to ADP, is what I would try and recommend. Sometimes, if it's like, you know, 50, 70 spots, you don't need to take a guy in that particular place. Okay, sure. Uh, but if it's like 10 spots, you're worried about them being there when you come back around to your next pick, then I, I wouldn't really worry about it so much. Let's take a look at just the other positions real quickly. Starting pitching, there are some guys that I'd like here Kershaw, um, Kyle Wright to a lesser extent, Nicoladolo. Eh, not really feeling Nicoladolo this year. Freddie Peralta. Um, we talked a lot about Nick Lodolo on Sleeper and the Bus the other day, by the way, uh, from the Saturday, uh, Sunday edition with myself and Justin. We talked about Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green quite a bit, if you guys are interested more in my thought process there. You know what? I'm going to take Carlos Correa. I think that that makes sense. My infield is completed. We got Real Mudo, Hoskins, Betts, Correa, Machado, Marte, and George Springer. I got one more outfielder I need to get and then two utility slots, and then we are down to essentially just pitching. Bench, spots bench spots which are essentially for me just going to be pitching spots uh, I, I might i have usually one batter there in the lineup that or one batter on the bench that i try and rotate in and out here and there uh you know typically the hottest guy that you can pick up off the waiver wire and just have him there in case you know one of your guys gets hurt or has an off day especially in daily changes but i don't like having too many position players on the bench i find that you end up wasting their production a lot of the time You'll see that they hit home runs on the bench and it just drives you crazy. It leads to early onset gray hair. So no need for me to do that. Um, really anyway. Um, maybe, you know, just one, just and maybe, maybe two, if you want to carry a second catcher and then a second utility kind of guy, I'm not going to give you so much grief for it. Um, I think I'm going to take Nick Castellanos here. He's sitting here right about at his ADP and get a third Philly in that lineup. So you get a really a true Philly stack of of Real Mudo Hoskins and Nick Castellanos. I'm not sure how their batting lineup is projected to be this year, but those guys should all be pretty damn close to each other. Let me pull it up real quick, uh, the old roster resource, and see. While I'm taking a look at my next pick, I'll get the Phillies uh, depth chart loaded here. Probably should start thinking about a second reliever, although it is maybe a little early still. Maybe Clay Holmes is the guy that makes sense. Um Clay Holmes fairly secure job. We're closing in on his ADP. Although I there is part of me that just wants to wait till Munoz in like every single draft. And I think Duran's been taken at this point, but I'll take Munoz uh, in a couple rounds anyway. It might be a little early at this point for him still. But definitely somebody I'm gonna have on a lot of teams. Uh, Let me take a look here. Oh, they actually all are projected about right beside each other. Hoskins 3, Realmudo 4, and Castellanos 5. So I'll take that. Every single day of the week, that's a great stack to have. I need a couple utility spots. I need that one more relief pitcher, like I mentioned. Probably more worthwhile to fill these spots with pitching as of right now before pitching really dies up. I'm very happy with Gosman, Wheeler, Kirby, and Snell. But in a 10-teamer, I think I should be a little deeper. So let's keep going with... I think Lance Lynn is a decent option here at this point of the draft. We're paying just about market value here, NFBC market value. Uh, He turned it around at the end of last season in a big way. So you know what? Let's go with Lance Lynn. I'm pretty happy there. I'm very happy with this team. Like I said, I was going to be happy with this team one way or the other when you're talking about a 10-teamer. When you've been looking at almost exclusively uh, 12 and especially 15-teamers, I've I've really mostly been looking at 15-teamers here. Uh, 10-teamers are very refreshing to just give yourself a little bit of a break and to not have to worry so much about your draft because you still got to worry about your draft, but there is replacement value on the waiver wire. It's not like a draft champions where you really need to be, you know, on draft day focusing on your entire team. You got time to really work on your team during the season. There's a lot of value on the waiver wire, so there's not as much pressure beginning of the season as there is isn't a deeper league which is something I like I like to differentiate my leagues of course not just only play 10s or only 12s only 15s but a little bit of everything just so you have all those different kinds of formats in your head for me I like playing the draft champions because a I've never done them before and b you also learn the entire player pool so that's why I like those it's not so much that I enjoy them as much I mean I've never really played them before those deeper leagues Uh, I like them okay I have some experience But I am definitely more of a shallower league guy. I like to differentiate, though. I like to have a bunch of everything going on, 10s, 15s, 12s. Hell, if there's an 8-team league, I'll join an 8-team league just to play around with different formats and different draft strategies. But anyway, let's get back to this. I need two more utility slots, one relief pitcher slot, and one starting pitcher slot, or any pitcher. And then we're going to fill out the bench. Those utility slots, at this point, man, I mean, Chris Bryant is looking pretty reasonable here as we're at pick 150. He had not a great year last year, but he was injured a lot of the season as well. Uh, Let's go for Chris Bryant, because he didn't really have a fair shake. He is in Colorado, and I think we could see a lot better production from him this season. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, Andrew Vaughn, Josh Bell, uh, Jose Miranda. Interesting, interesting names, but I'm not sure I'm really there yet on these guys. Let's take a look at the pitching available to me right now. Not crazy about this range. Lucas Giolito, Chris Sale, Charlie Morton, Dustin May. I'd probably go Dustin May there, given the opportunity. Uh, Brady Singer also sitting there, maybe a little bit early on his ADP. John Gray as well. Jeffrey Springs. There is still some value to be had on the board. I just don't know if it's going to be in this exact range for me. So that makes me think I should be taking a relief pitcher. And at this point, I'm getting a little nervous about the market taking him away from me. So I'm going to draft Andres Munoz, even though I'm probably about 50 picks ahead of ADP at this point. I am as big on Munoz as I am on really any player. So I'm very happy to take him there, whatever it was. Pick one, what was it? 160? 150 overall. But I mean, if you're looking at the NFBC, I don't think he's falling quite that late anymore. His prices have gotten more expensive recently. Uh, Now he's going in the 140s, if you're filtering from just January onwards. Paul Sewell going in the 180s. So the market thinks it's going to be Munoz. I tend to think it will be as well. Even if it doesn't start the season off that way, I think we will get there eventually. Let's see who else I've got here. Hunter Renfro seems like a really nice option at this point as a utility guy. Luisa Rise as well just has a little bit of a batting average boost. Let me take a look at my batting average in general here. Real Hoskins, Betts, Correa. It's not like a crazy high team batting average I think I'm going to have. I might go for Luis Rise, but I, I think that maybe I'd go for him in a round or two as a bench player because it is a 10-teamer. I think I'm going to go Hunter Renfro. I'll take that 30 home run upside in my utility slot, and I'll be pretty damn happy about it. Let's see. Who should I take now that we are in round 18? Apparently, it's a steal. Fantasy Pros thinks I stole uh, Hunter Renfro with that pick, so we will take it. We'll take it to the bank. Thank you, Fantasy Pros. Let's see who else we should be putting on our roster here. Starting pitching, I think I should take a starting pitcher here. Really, even if I do have to reach a touch, Lance McCullers is definitely interesting. He was great last year. Uh, I'll be in a smaller sample size. Um, Charlie Morton also fairly interesting. Uh, just the age worries me with Charlie Morton. It's either him or John Gray for me at this point of the draft, and I kind of want to go with John Gray. Let me see where the NFBC is valuing them currently. 187 for Gray. And let's see. Morton's going to be higher than that, I I think. Uh, 159. I do feel a bit better about Gray than Morton in general. I think it is because of the age um yeah let's go with John Gray I feel better about taking John Gray there than I do Charlie Morton this is of course a mock so I don't have to live with this for the rest of the season but I do feel better and of course Morton goes to pick afterwards uh he definitely makes me feel a little less anxious uh with that particular draft slot here very happy with this team um I need to fill out the bench now mostly going to be doing that with starting pitching and I'm going to start here with Lance McCullers You fill out the bench of starting pitching, especially in daily changes leagues, then you get the majority of your starting pitcher starts. You might have to miss one random one here and there if you have too many guys going on a single day. But if you fill up your lineup or your bench, I should say, with position players, then you're going to miss out on a lot of those spots. You're going to miss out on a lot of that production. They're just going to be wasted on your bench. Or with starting pitchers, especially in a daily changes league, you are going to start them every single time they hit the mound. So next up, I'm going to take Brady Singer here. I really like what Brady Singer does. I think him and McCullers on the bench there, that's a very enviable spot to be in. And, of course, shit, Luis Rice gets taken. I wanted Luis Ariz, and I kind of honestly forgot that round that I wanted to take him. It's okay. We'll live with it. Grayson Rodriguez is definitely somebody who interests me because there's talk that he will be with the team from the start of the year. I'm not sure what kind of role he's going to have, but apparently he's going to be uh, there to start the season with the team. So we'll have to just kind of see – um if he actually does i don't know if i really want to be drafting him 210 i mean we're getting to the point where it's fairly reasonable and that's where drafters have been taking him uh roughly he is going here let's see um shit he's even going higher he's going 198 over the last month i wonder if i narrow that down to like the last half of a month where that jumps to it might even it probably is higher um 199 Now it's about the same Uh, I still think that wherever you're taking him, if it's inside the top 200 right now, it's probably a little bit rich for me. Uh, Starting pitching at this point, not looking the greatest, though. He's definitely one of the upside guys you can think about. Uh, Let's take a look at the relief pitchers available to me right now. Kyle Finnegan, he's going to be a closer. We were talking about this the other day with Justin as well. He is going to be the closer, at least to start the season, and I think I do want to take him here. It is a little bit ahead of of the expert consensus rankings. Saves are just tricky, and we're not too far ahead of it, really, uh, especially if you're talking about NFBC. It's pretty damn close. I'm going to take Finnegan as one of my bench guys here, and then he'll end up being a starter um, for one of those other pitchers I took for one of your Kirbys or Snells or whoever it is. Uh, Dylan Floro also somebody I think I'm I'm interested anyway. I really wanted Sir Anthony Dominguez shares this coming into the season, but I don't think we're going to have too many the way that it's gone in terms of the way that they keep adding closers to that damn team. So I don't think I can take him. Let me just look at the whole rest of the board available to me. Ketel Marte is an interesting guy to have on your bench. He won't have outfield eligibility here, which I thought he would still, but I guess not. Josh Naylor, also interesting. Um, Ezekiel Tovar, interesting, but maybe a little early for me. Logan Ohapi as a second catcher on the bench. That, that's an interesting one as well. A lot of these guys do interest me at this point of the draft. I just don't really know if I want to pull the trigger on a lot of them. Uh, I don't really need a second catcher. I think I should just keep going with starting pitching, honestly. like I think that that is just my strategy to just fill up starting pitching in these ranges, and we're talking like the 210 overall range. Get a bunch of starting pitchers, and then you're pretty secure in case a couple of your aces do go down. Um, they're a lot harder to find on the waiver wire quality pitching than quality hitting is Jose Barrios, Alex Cobb, Reed Detmers. Oh man. Am I going to take Jose Barrios here? Maybe I take Edward Cabrera. I really like Edward Cabrera. I've seen a lot of comparisons and I made one myself to Dylan Cease, And I think that that's pretty accurate actually compared considering what he does, his game style. Uh, his game style, the way that he, the way that he pitches, is similar to Dylan Cease. Uh, let's take Edward Cabrera here at pick two eleven. He's going on average at pick two twenty in these most recent drafts on the NFC, NFBC. So no problem for me there in terms of a reach or anything. Um, we're getting down to our last couple of picks now. What do I have? Three picks left. I have, or is it? I have two picks left here. This is it, folks. This is my last two picks. So I do need to take a, a one bench bat. I think we'll take the best available hitter to us here. Uh, who who does generally fit what we're trying to do here. And it might be Catel Marte. You know, it really might be. And I'm, I'm fairly big on Marte anyway, so I don't have a problem taking him here. I'll take Marte, and then I should probably take a reliever. I mean, I have Klaasé, I have Munoz, and I have Kyle Finnegan. I'm probably okay there, honestly, especially considering I can pick up somebody throughout the season in this imaginary waiver wire that there is going to be. Patrick Sandoval is an option as a starting pitcher. Uh, there's a couple of starting pitchers I'm really thinking about here. Anthony Ivaldi is a little too risky for me. Um, I do almost want to take Grayson here with my last pick. And you know what? Because it is the last pick of the draft, I think I will take Grayson Rodriguez. Getting him at 231 here, or my last pick of the draft, uh, I'm going to be pretty happy with doing that. So that is my draft. They give me a 78 out of 100 based on their consensus um, the expert consensus rankings, which I am going to be a part of. Actually, I probably shouldn't have said that. But, hey, uh, it should be happening. I should be a part of these expert consensus rankings come the start of the season. Uh, 78 out of 100 is what they've given me. I don't know how I feel about that. I would have thought it would be a little bit better. I got some good value here, I thought. Real Mudo, Hoskins, Betts, Correa, Machado, Starling Marte, Springer, Castellanos, Chris Bryant, Hunter Renfro. Those are my batters. And then, of course, we have Cattell Marte on the bench. Kevin Gosman, Zach Wheeler, Emmanuel Clase, Andres Munoz, George Kirby, Blake Snell, Lance Lynn, John Gray, Lance McCullers, Brady Singer, Kyle Finnegan, and Edward Cabrera. Those are our pitchers. Again, I feel pretty good about it. I don't see any reason to not feel good about this team. It is a 10-team league, of course. But, you know, it's hard to say because I'm just entering back into the 10-team realm of things. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty happy with how this mock draft has gone I got the nice Philly stack. I've got a nice closer early on. I took care of some shittier positions. I took care of second base, third base, and catcher, all within, and closer, all within my first four picks. I took four positions that thin out a lot quicker than the other ones, got them out of the way quickly. Double-tapped pitchers, then double-tapped outfielders, double tap pitching again. Then first and short, I I really like what I've done here, and I think this is probably the closest thing to my strategy in a 10-teamer, even in a 12-teamer, if you can pull off this same kind of general strategy here of having one second baseman, one third baseman, one catcher in your first four or five rounds and get those uglier positions dealt with And then you start hammering pitching, which I think is going to be my strategy regardless of the league size this year. You hammer pitching a little bit later on, and I think it'll pay off just because there is a lot of value. Pitching is very deep at the top, and it's also deep down to about pick 150. So in this kind of format where you draft 230 players, there's no need to really reach up and take pitching. You know, There was no pitchers that went in the first round. The first pitcher that went was uh, Corbin Burns in 204. So, you know, 14th overall. Technically, first round, if you're talking 15-team ADPs. But pitchers are being generally pushed down a little bit this year, and I do agree with that as a whole. I don't think there's any need to really be drafting them too high. If you want to go for a Burns in the second round and do the rest of the strategy the way I've kind of talked about, I'm not going to give you a hard time. If you want to go for a Nola or a Garrett Cole or a Brandon Woodruff or a Shane McClanahan, no problems there. I just don't think you need to. I think you can... you're. Your draft capital is much better spent using them on those scarcer positions in those earlier rounds, and then you hammer pitching later on. But, guys, that's going to do it for us for today. Appreciate you guys hanging out and dealing with me, calling the audible here before the show started. I just need a bit more time with third base. Those rankings are going to be out in written form soon anyway, so it's not like you guys have to wait too long for them. If you missed the first couple of third base shows, go back and check them out in the feed as well as the other team preview pods we've been doing We've got a couple of fun guests coming up later this week. Tomorrow is going to be Kevin Hastings of the On the Wire podcast of Pitcher List. He's going to be talking to us about the Royals, doing a preview there. And then Friday, it's going to be Sleepy K himself. Mike Kerlin is going to be joining the show. We're going to talk some Marlins. I'm going to put him through the ringer there, talking about all things Marlins. And, I mean, we'll, we'll, see if, we'll see if Mike is doing okay mentally by the end of it, because the Marlins are not looking great. The Royals aren't looking great either. Uh, but there's still some fun assets to talk about for fantasy purposes, and it should be a lot of fun catching up with those two gents. But, guys... Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you get those in your feed. Make sure you check out the older pods that we've done recently as well. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. Take care and cheers.